Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Middleton, step back. Yes, yes. Picked off by Middleton. Here's Giannis again. Puts it down. Giannis never turned it off. Apparently, he wants us to call him MVP because he's doing it again. He is the best basketball player in the entire world. Last night, it was the NBA suspending its season after Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz tested positive for the coronavirus. This hiatus will be at least 30 days. The NBA Board of Governors has approved a 22-team restart in Orlando, Florida at Disney World. Welcome to the Hang Time Podcast. I'm your host, Seku Smith, here in Atlanta, grinding our way to the restart of this NBA season. In Orlando, July 30th, 22 teams. Somebody is going to leave the bubble with a championship. It could be the team we're talking today with my man, Karan Butler. And we're talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. Is it an all or nothing situation for the Bucks? Seku, I'm glad you asked that question because you think about everything that happened in the midst of the pandemic and what team has been put to a halt the most. And I look at the Lakers. The leadership of LeBron James, is he's not unfamiliar with pretty much anything. You look at the cast that the Clippers got, and I'm just talking about the teams that have a realistic shot in, in my eyes, and I think that's only four teams. Right. And then you look at the Milwaukee Bucks, I feel like they was playing their best basketball, not by any means when you look at the last 10 games going into the midst of the pandemic. Uh, Giannis was out, a lot of uncertainty with the health and all that, trying to get guys back. But I think this is an all-in you know, time for the Milwaukee Bucks for numerous reasons. Giannis is going to be compared to the all-time greats because he's an all-time talent. And what he's chasing, he's he needs hardware to back that up. And I know that he wants to be great in this space. And it's up to the Bucks to continue to put him in position to have a realistic shot at competing every year. But there's going to be a lot of questions. Um, you know, me, I, do I think the Bucks are championship ready and built? I still don't think so. Although I love Chris Middleton, I love Eric Bledsoe, I love the supporting cast and Kyle Korver who can make shots, Pat Cunnington, and so many others, uh, Lopez. But I still feel like that consistent threat as that two option to really, you know, make things happen for Giannis, I still feel like that's a void for the Milwaukee Bucks. That's interesting because they've spent so much time trying to perfect the system that they use. Mike Budenholzer has a very specific way he wants to play, you know, and they've really addressed all of those things. You you know, you mentioned the shooters, all the positions that they've shored up, the size, the fact that they're going to clear out space for Giannis to be his dynamic best. Is there a sense with this team, CB, that if you haven't done it, if you haven't gotten over that hurdle, and we haven't seen them get over that hump yet in, in the postseason, that there's some lingering doubt that, that you're built for that. Let's just face it. You know, the, the system, even though Coach Bud's done a remarkable job at making sure that everybody's involved in the ball sharing and they play championship basketball because the pace of the game, they're always at an amazing pace. I think top 
six in the league. Defensively, they strap up. But the offense is still predicated to, you know, Giannis' strength. So now when the ball and the game slows down and you're forced to operate in the half court, you're going to have to have the second and third options. You're going to have other creators to be very efficient. And when I look at the teams that all realistically have a shot to win a championship, who's the top five players? Okay, you look at the Lakers. You got AD, you got LeBron James. And then their third option, that could be anybody from Kyle Kuzma to you got Waiters now, uh, J.R. Smith, multiple guys that's also battle-tested. When you look at the Clippers, same thing. Paul George, PG-13, you got Kawhi Leonard, top two players. Any given night, those guys can carry you through a series. The Houston Rockets, same thing with that backcourt. Uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden. But when you look at the Bucks, it's like, okay, can Chris Middleton win me a series? Like where, you know, Giannis is just having a bad outing or jump shot not falling. You know, I think it was well documented. He didn't have access to a gym for the majority of the pandemic. It's just like a lot of those things, and now you're thrown into the fire. And what I felt like the biggest strength for the Milwaukee Bucks was team continuity. I felt like they was clicking better than everyone else. And now home court, what you fought for for the majority of the season, is really out the window. So now everybody's at a neutral site. And it's up for grabs. And I just think it's going to be difficult for them. But they're capable. But a lot of things have to go right. It's so weird looking at how this season will resume in Orlando because every team now feels like they got an opportunity. You know, there's this fresh start and all that. But then you you bring up something important. I feel like every team has a built-in excuse now, too. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. If, if things go sideways, the first thing, well, you know, the pandemic. Well... We were off four months. Well, is there some danger for the Bucks to to fall into that if things don't go well? You just go, well, we chalk it up to all that everybody's had to deal with this season. As opposed to, you know, you know as well as I do, when you're trying to win championships in this league, that pursuit of championship caliber, everything has to be constant. It, it, it can never be relaxed if you're talking about winning titles. And I totally agree that they cannot relax or they can't let up or take their foot off the gas, as they say. Everyone's playing at a disadvantage. What I mean is that we're all going to actually be on equal playing fields. People are going to be separated from their families. They're going to be isolated in the bubble. Uh, a lot of people, if they was you know, following the guidelines per state through the phases, nobody had access to gyms outside of the folks and what you had in your home. If you was practicing social distancing, you wasn't able to play against NBA-level talent for all that time. So everybody's at the, the same point. From a conditioning standpoint, people had access to the same things. Uh, so I think that now the main thing is for the Milwaukee Bucks is to try to capture that continuity that had them in the East leading in one of the best records of all time in NBA history and try to get back to that. However. It's going to be different. No home crowd, not familiar with the gym, the, the soft bounce, bounces and the touches for Giannis from the three-point shot. Like, all those things are out the window. And, you know, they're going to be on an even playing field with everyone else. If you are a player dealing with this unprecedented layoff that they've had in terms of the interruption of a season, it's not just like an offseason where, you know, you go away – go back into the lab in the summer, work on whatever, get your body healthy. I mean, this has been a, a seasonal interruption like we've never seen before in the NBA. What would be the toughest part 
to get back when you when you resume activity with your teammates? Like, what's the hardest thing to get back that you would have lost on, on March 11th when we stopped playing games? Continuity. I think it's the flow, it's the rhythm, all the groove things that you need to be successful. And then, you know, let's face it, you know, got to get in shape. You got to get back into that 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 space uh, from a mental standpoint. You know, people, you know, with so many things from a cultural standpoint and the observation of what's happening right in front of our eyes in the world, you know, with racism and the marches and the protesting and everything, it's hard to regroup and recalibrate and focus back on sports. And it's going to be interesting to see how many guys are able to, you know, dial in and tap in and, and, and do that. I think the hardest thing is really going to be rhythm and, and, and flow, though. I was watching some of the clips of, you know, some some video of people participating in practices. And I saw, like, some of the star players losing the ball to just, like, random dudes. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, getting stripped. You know, because the timing is so off. You know what I mean? And I think that, you know, injuries as well. Like, you got to be cautious because now you're going from zero, literally, to 60 real mm. quick. And that, that's something that you have to watch out for. Giannis is such a unique talent, and he's been so singularly focused the past few seasons, just his rise, you know, going from a from an all-star to an MVP to a potential back-to-back MVP, which I think is – I haven't gotten any directive on how we're supposed to be filling these ballots out, but I'm assuming when we get back to it, he's, he's going to be at the top of a lot of people's lists. How much of – the pressure do you think he's feeling at this stage of his career, just trying to carry that franchise, carry his mantle as, you know, one of the great players in the league and and kind of a face of the league around the world when you talk about NBA basketball? Well, I think that all the focus is going to really be on the, the Bucks and Giannis and, you know, for all reasons, because you, you think about the free agency possibilities and, you know, if he don't win, is he's going to be a disgruntled superstar? All those things, which I think he loved Milwaukee, and I don't think that's going to be the case. But I do think that the conversations that we had from all the former greats, you know, with them being committed to all these organizations, it's like, okay, if you don't win a championship, you will be criticized. You know, we've seen it in the past with Michael Jordan. We've seen it in the past, you know, with the late great Kobe Bryant. We've seen it with LeBron James, and the list goes on. So – I think that now he's going to be starting to become subject to that. And Kevin Durant went through that phase as well. He elected to go to the Warriors and chipped up rather quickly, finals MVPs, et cetera. And I think that now those conversations are going to start happening with and amongst, you know, the elite talking about Giannis because, let's face it, he is an elite talent. He is something that, you know, he's a unicorn in the game when you talk about his ability on the court. But in order to be compared to – the LeBrons and the Kawhi Leonard's and guys like that, Kevin Durant's, he's going to have to win championships. What's the vibe amongst Bucks fans right now about what this team can do? I'm, you know, everybody wants to believe their team can win it. <laughs> you know, are they skeptical? Are they nervous? I mean, what's that? What's that feeling for Bucks fans right now? It, you know what? Everybody feel like we have a realistic shot at winning. They like, you know. Bucks all day, we're going to take it. But I, 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 will, I will say this. Every time uh, you have that conversation, the, the, the hardest conversation is saying, well, I just hope they don't play the Lakers, or I just I hope they don't have to play the Clippers. Well, I, I keep telling them, look, 
if, in order for them to win, like one of those teams coming out the West, and you got to go through one of those teams. So it's like you should be like, I hope they have to play those one of those teams and go through those guys. And that just let me know that it's a lot of doubt still saying that, look, we know that we're the best team in the Eastern Conference, and we should come out the Eastern Conference. However, our biggest hurdle of getting through those more complete teams and battle-tested teams, that's gonna that's that has yet to be seen, and, and a lot of people still feel like they're probably a piece away. Talking Milwaukee Bucks with Karan Butler, this team and 21 others obviously going to Orlando to restart the NBA season July 30th. When we come back, CB, we're gonna talk some keys to the Magic Kingdom. Welcome back to the Hank Time Podcast, talking Milwaukee Bucks with my main man, Karan Butler. Um, CB, and they talk about Orlando and Disney being the happiest place on earth. <laughs> and for kids and, and people who like, to, I know old folks who like to wear the ears, so I, I get that. We're going to run through keys to the Magic Kingdom for the Bucks when they get to Orlando and get this season restarted. First and foremost, King of the Castle. What does Giannis have to do in order to dominate the way we've seen him dominate the last couple of seasons? He has to be healthy. And I think that a lot of people aren't talking enough about the health of Giannis when they went into the, the, the pandemic and the season was stopped. I think the Bucks was 5-5 five and five in that last 10-game stretch or something like that where they dropped a couple on the West Coast swing. So you have to make sure that Giannis is healthy. That's one. And that's health for everyone. And now they're going to be thrown immediately into the fire. Uh, two, I think that, you know, once again, it was well documented that he didn't have access to a gym. So he wasn't able to work on his jumper in the midst of the pandemic. So he's going to have to be able to be efficient in knocking down shots. His game is going to have to be clicking like never before. Like we've seen in the past, you know, he's a hybrid. He gets up. He has a motor. But at the same time, he's going to have to be able to knock down jump shots on a consistent basis. He's going to have to be able to step up to the line at a consistent basis with the game on the line and knock down clutch free throws. And also, his supporting cast. I, I think that Giannis is going to be great because he's going to have a high player usage with the basketball. And he's going to continue to attack. So he's going to be in that mode. His disposition is always great. But the others, uh, Eric Blesso, Pat Cunnington, George Hill, Lopez, both of them, Kyle Corver, his uh, his pedigree and what he's done over the years in this league, guys are going to really have to knock down shots. And then Chris Middleton is going to have to be that dude. I'm talking about just from a creating standpoint, uh, being able to facilitate, take the ball out of Giannis' hand, take a lot of pressure off of him, uh, and you know really take them there and possibly win a couple of games in each series. What are the three wishes you'd have for the books in terms of things going exactly the way they want them in Orlando? Well, I think health is important. So that's one. And I think that would be the same on everyone list. And then I think that can they get back to that chemistry that they possess, you know, prior to Giannis missing the games right before the season was stopped. So those guys knocking down shots, being able to be consistent on a neutral court, uh, from the perimeter, and then most importantly, defense. Uh, and they get back to strapping up and being on the string on the defensive end of the floor because I think that's been the biggest 
thing for the Bucks because offensively they was great. Defensively they was great. They were strapping up, rebounding the ball, and then they controlled the tempo of the game. You know what I mean? So I think that if they can get back to that sooner than later, that gives them a realistic shot at winning a championship. The the Beauty and the Beast matchups for them, what's the, what's the best playoff matchup for the Bucks in terms of just man for man looking at the rosters and how they match up? What's the, what's the beauty matchup for them in Orlando? You know, people look at the 76ers. I think that's a great matchup for the Bucs. I'm favoring the Bucs on that. The Bucs do not want to see, out of all the teams in the, in the Eastern Conference, the two teams that I think would just be not as well of a matchup for them is the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. I think everyone else is favorable, you know, for them. You know, but that's something that they don't want to see, you know, right out the gate. You think that with the Heat, is it that the fact that the Heat can kind of physically grind them in ways that other teams can't? The mentality and the way that they play and what they bring to the table, talking about the Miami Heat, they just got that that attitude and the right poise and disposition. And they got that leadership. Jimmy Butler, you know, somebody that just been doubted on and slept on. And I think that they take on that type of edge, you know, when they step on the court, they just follow their leadership. And, you know, Eric Spolster is the same way, you know, one yeah. of the best coaches in NBA history. And But he still feel like, you know what, I got that edge. I got to continue to prove doubters wrong. So I think that the whole organization uh, walks with that swag and that beat. Splash Mountain, who's the who's the buck that makes an unexpected splash in Orlando? The guy I hope it'd be, because I think George Hill is going to do that just because he's poised and he's done it before, but I'm going to go to one of their top three key guys, and it has to be Eric Bledsoe. I think that during the midst of all the playoff runs, and you, know, you look at the Toronto Raptors series past year, you look at even when they was battling with the Boston Celtics, Terry Rozier, when he was still in the Celtics uniform, he was attacking Eric Bledsoe. He was dropping off of him. Uh, He played right into the hands of all his weaknesses, and he wasn't able to capitalize. And I know Eric Bledsoe is a a dog on the basketball court. I know he works relentlessly. That's my young fella. So I think that he would be a key guy that has to step up, knock down shots, stay in attack mode, and most importantly, be a guy that they can rely on. Because, Seiko, you know, you know, in the midst of the playoffs, if you're not being the best possible version of you, they're going to pull you out. You know, and I think that it puts stress and a lot of uh, jerk on the rotation because people are relying upon you to knock down shots and keep the tempo and do all these things. And then now you're kind of just, you know, uh, playing off the fly. You don't know. <laughs> you're kind of going off the, <laughs> of the game on the need thing. So if he steps up, I think that they don't have to go into their depth chart as much because he's doing what he's supposed to do. This is going to be such a, an unprecedented situation with 300-plus players all in the same spot, not just for regular season games, but for the entire playoffs. They, uh, we know they're going to have some setups for guys to have fun, enjoy themselves a little bit. Who's the buck that's most likely – to win a ping pong tournament in the players' lounge. Ha! You know what? <laughs> That's a good one. I would say, like, probably Brooke Lopez, man. You know, I think him or Kyle Corbin. Man. You know what? I'm going to go with my boy Kyle, man. Cause Kyle got that la- laser, uh, that focus, man. So I- I'm going to go with Corbin. And who's most likely 
to bring their golf clubs to Disney on this Bucks team? Now, I'm going to go with uh, George Hill. Well, let me, let me tell you, it's going to be like Truman Show down there, right? So everything <laughs> going to be, you know, real consistent. And, you know, so they're going to have to, like, do something different. I think George Hill just has that type of mind where, you know, he explores and kind of dabber off into other things. The books bring that Larry O'Brien trophy back to Milwaukee if what? If Giannis is healthy, if Chris Middleton is exceptional on both ends of the floor, which he very well can be, and if Eric Bledsoe is healthy, if he's able to knock down perimeter shots to keep them honest and stay in attack mode and average somewhere between uh, 14 to 20 points consistently and all-purpose points, I think that they'll realistically have a shot to win that championship because I think that all the other guys are going to just fall in, play, and fulfill their roles when you talk about the Pat Cunningtons and Lopez and Gorver and all those guys. But I think it's really going to come down to that nucleus of those three guys. Yes, yeah, very interesting. Milwaukee Bucks um, showing up in Orlando with as you know, higher hopes as any team uh, of the, the 22 that will be there to restart the NBA season July 30th. Karan Butler breaking it down about the Bucks for us. We appreciate you, man, as always. Know you're busy. Stay safe and much love to you and the fam during what I know is an unprecedented time for all of us. Likewise, brother. Love you, man. Appreciate you, man.